This is the Slater Report Podcast, covering the world of college football. Here we are, mid-season, and I gotta say, the playoffs are wide open. I mean, even a team that's like probably ranked 25, like Purdue, I mean, probably not Purdue, they already had two losses, but you know what I mean. I mean, if a team wins out, they could possibly, and majority of teams lose ahead of them. I have a playoff spot. Now let's jump right in to probably the game. I wouldn't say the game of the week, but a game that everyone's been wanting to wait for. OU and TCU. Yeah, I know, it doesn't sound like that impressive game, but I think the main question was, who is going to be the starting quarterback? We got our answer about 15 minutes before kickoff. The crowd went crazy when they saw Caleb Williams is starting, and I gotta say, it was the right choice. Caleb Williams exploded in the fourth, first quarter. TCU did not see it coming at all, putting up 52 points on TCU, which big improvement. I was kind of expecting to see Spencer Atler in the secondary come in close to fourth quarter, but. The defense kept letting TCU score. I gotta say, OU defense, I mean, statistic-wise, they're getting better and better each year. I was great at doing a good job, but you look at the score, they're still allowing the same many points they always do. 31 points they allowed is not very great. And I gotta say, if OU wants to be I know OU's on track to make the playoffs, but if they want to actually win a playoff game this year, their defense has got to make stops. Got to keep them out of the end zone. Now let's keep the Big 12 rolling, and let's get a OSU in Texas. This one was kind of an interesting one, because it was really kind of, the fans were kind of split in half. I mean, no one was really for sure who was going to win this game. I thought that potentially Texas would, would upset them because OSU really hasn't been that great. They somehow took over the fourth quarter, and yet again, they did it again. Texas lead the whole game until the fourth quarter. OSU totally took over the fourth quarter, and they got a field goal to take the lead. And they mean their defense means to get a stop when they need the stop, and they scored to win the game. I gotta say, if you're looking to beat OSU, you gotta figure out how to get stops in the fourth quarter. Because they're off they have OSU really doesn't have that great of an offense this year. OSU has a great defense. I actually think OSU has one of the best defense in the Big 12 right now. I think they allowed the fewest points. And OSU's offense, well, it hasn't been that great. Not very high scoring for them. Until the fourth quarter comes in. So, if you have OSU in the rain under your schedule, look out for the fourth quarter. They're coming to get you. And then we have Arkansas just completely falling apart. They had such a great season. But I mean... They just lost to Auburn. I mean, 
Arkansas got all the way up to the top 10, and now they're drop, they dropped out. They're not ranked right now. Auburn completely fell apart. They, I think we kind of overhyped them for having an unbelievable start to their season. But, um, LSU. I'm really confused about LSU right now. Because they just beat Florida. The big upset for them, considering how LSU's been the past few years. But I gotta say, LSU is letting their head coach go at the end of the season. So after the last game, he's gone. And it's really a strange decision right after you just had a, an upset that only most people didn't think you're gonna win. Because, which, you would think that they would actually do it, considering they won the national championship two years ago. They had a horrible year last year. But, I mean, many people could probably blame it on, you know, Joe Burrow, he left, he's the star quarterback, and COVID-19, probably the main problem. But here you are, you have a fresh yard, COVID's nearly gone, not really that much affecting the game this year. And now it's all up to seeing how his new recruits do, and they don't look impressive at all. LSU, not looking that great. I mean, they start off ranked, of the season, they're not. They're bare. They are hanging in with their games, but they're just not finishing them. They made it to fans against Florida, though. But I don't know. I think it's a weird decision to fire your head coach after two years of winning the national championship. I mean, you gotta, yeah, at least give your coach about two to four years to rebuild. I mean, Joe Burrow was a great quarterback, and he's leading the NFL right now. Alright, Georgia and Kentucky. Now, I have a statement, or a rant, really, on Georgia right now. Georgia, they're good. They're number one. But I really, for some reason, I really don't think they deserve the number one spot right now. I really don't think any team deserves the number one spot right now. I haven't really been truly impressed by one team, like one perfect team. There's always a flaw in, in all these teams so far. But uh, Kentucky was Georgia's best team coming into the season. And Kentucky put on a show. Or really made Georgia kind of look bad. Really. Georgia has great defense. I mean, probably the best defense in the league. But Georgia's offense, I'm really not seeing much of an offensive power this year. Kentucky put up 13 points on Georgia. The most points Georgia has allowed this season. Georgia only managed to score 30 points. Which is good. It's a good win. Winning 30 to 13. But considering you're the number one team and you're playing Kentucky, because Kentucky really isn't that much of a football school, you expected Georgia to win more like 40 to 50 points. Not more like 20 or 17. Kentucky's not even, I mean, Kentucky's 11. They're not even in the top 10. They're one spot away. But, I mean, Georgia's got to blow out Kentucky if you're the one seed. Now, that game proves that Georgia's got flaws. Their offense is really not that great. And then you manage to get, if you have a good offense, like Kentucky does have a good offense, but it's not the 
that great. To, but, I mean, if you put Georgia in the playoffs, I mean, Georgia will probably lose. If you put Georgia up against a really good offensive team, their defense is going to struggle. Because, yeah, Georgia's defense has allowed barely any points this year. But that's because they haven't played any teams with an offense yet. Now, if they play a team with a really good offense in the SEC, let's say we'll find out in the SEC Championship when they play Alabama, if it happens. That game will prove that Georgia really deserves an number one spot, and even a spot in the playoffs. Alright, now let's go to the Big Ten. Michigan State. Somehow, they wind up in the top ten, undefeated. They played Indiana this week, or this past week. They won by five points. That was good, but they allowed 15 points. Okay, Michigan State just hanging in with all their games. I don't know how they find a way to win, but they've gone unmentioned throughout this whole season. They're undefeated, though. But they're in the top ten now. They got about that for a minute. Michigan State. Hardly any. I haven't heard anybody talk about Michigan State at all this year. But yet, they wind up in the top 10. They're a good team. I don't know why they're not getting credit. And then Michigan. I mean, Michigan's 7 0 right now. They're having a great season. Yeah, they haven't had that strength of a schedule. But blame that on the rest of the Big Ten teams. They really haven't ha- had anybody great yet. And then Ohio State is ranked above Michigan, but yet Ohio State has that one loss. Tell me, AP, does that make sense to you that a 6-1 team in the same conference is ranked higher than a 7-0 team? Michigan is having pretty much, I think, the better season. And don't get me started on Iowa. After seeing the way they played last week to Penn State, I don't really think either of this, considering it was three versus four, I was expecting, I mean, yeah, they were two of the best defensive teams, one of the two best defensive teams, but I was really confused on where the offense was. I really didn't see any much offense. And then I was like, okay, I will won. Alright, they're they're looking like probably the most opportunity to because basically we'll run that Iowa Pitt State game probably has the best chance to win the playoffs. The other one's probably out. And then here we go, Purdue. I was like, Purdue's one of those teams to upset a team in the Big Ten. I haven't done it so far this year. And I was like, Iowa didn't look that impressive to pitch State. I was like, this will be probably the week that Purdue pulls up the big upset no one would expect, but I kind of expected it. And sure enough, as I was watching the game, I was like, oh, Purdue's really actually pulling this off. And I was like, wait, I was number two. They have one of the best defense in the country, and they allowed 24 points. And their offense only scored seven. Yeah. They had no defense there in that game, and no offense going. Yeah, it doesn't seem like a playoff team to me. Purdue deserves that win right there. 
Alright. BYU time. I'm really confused about BYU. They were undefeated about two weeks ago. And they just kept getting destroyed. They lost last week. They lost this Saturday to Baylor. Which, I actually picked Baylor to win. Baylor's looking really great. And they're actually kind of like Michigan State. Baylor is kind of underrated. Right now. I think Baylor only won like one game last year. Correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe two games. But... Baylor's only loss this year is to OSU. It was a close game, and OSU's number eight right now. So Baylor's looking really great, and I'm surprised that Baylor's not ranked coming into that game. They really show BYU what they're made out of. BYU deserves, Baylor deserves to be ranked. And possibly, we all know he's going to be in the Mid-12 Championship based on the way they're playing and the quarterback they have right now, if it stands. But it's going to come between OSU and Baylor to play against the Sooners. Oh my goodness. Old Miss and Tennessee. This is quite the game. Well, I wouldn't even say this is much about the game more about the fans, because, uh, well, if you didn't watch, about one, one and a half minutes left remaining the game, Tennessee had the ball, they had a couple, couple penalties and so, so they ended up having a fourth and forever, they made a play action, it got to his receivers, here's a yard short, not, not even a yard short, inches from the first down marker. The officials reviewed it. It was on ESPN, so I'm thinking, oh, ESPN's got the camera angle to, sh to show to see if they actually had that first down marker. There were no camera angles to actually find the football. I mean, you could tell where his knee was down, but you can actually you can't tell where the football was if he even got the first down marker. To me, I thought he looked like the first. He got the first down, but you really couldn't find the football. The officials just went with the call in the field that said he was short. Boy, the Tennessee fans react to that. They started throwing bottles, golf balls, mustard bottles. Ellen Kiffin. I'm like, not his fault. I'm like, the officials' fault they didn't give you the first down. Not like Kiffin. Yeah, he coached for Tennessee for one year. But, I mean, he was there for one year. Give it up, Tennessee fans. Unlike, he's at a better place now. He's doing a great job at Ole Miss. But, I mean, seriously? You're gonna throw stuff at the Ohio State... At Ole, Ohio State, at Ole Miss bench? I mean, the players had to come to midfield, basically, to avoid being hit. And Lane Kiffin nearly got hit by a golf ball. He caught it as a souvenir and kind of joked about it. It's kind of funny in that post-game interview. You need to see that. But, uh, yeah, crazy moment. I think it's mainly the students' fault. I mean, based on what I've seen, some player, some, um, student section and some fan, probably not arrested, but the police officers kind of took them away. They, they raised the whole student section, and, uh, during all of that, they had to send the band, the cheer squad, 
cheerleaders and basically whoever's on the field that's not a player or a coach, they have to send them in. And then the secondary players for Old Miss, usually they're not wearing a helmet. If you're not starting or you're not planning on playing the game today or, you know, the, the last two minutes of the game, they have their helmet off. Well, Lane Kiffin told them, put your helmet back on, but you're not going in. Weird, huh? And, I mean, even if you do get the ball back to Old Miss, does he still got three timeouts, and all you have to do is stop Old Miss. I mean, it's still a ball game. Come on, fans. Eh, they did exactly that. Old Miss punted, since he got the ball back. And they, they, they had, I think, 45 seconds to score, and they got great field position to get down there. I mean, they ripped. Only down by six points, so a touchdown and an extra point and win the game for them. Well, penalties, holding, and kind of a bad pass kind of ended the game for Tennessee. Tennessee had a chance and they blew it. Alright. Now. I'm going to talk a little bit about Cincinnati. Yeah, they're number two right now. They were number three heading into playing UCF. Scored 56 points, but yet they're still allowing... They allowed 21 points to UCF, which really isn't that great team right now. But, I mean... Cincinnati has played nobody this year. Do they really deserve the two spot? I know everyone's favorite about a group of five being in there. I enjoy seeing Cincinnati in there. But, I mean, really... You really think they deserve to be ahead of OU, who's a powerhouse in offense. Their defense is slow, looking like they're getting better, but not really. And then we have Ohio State, who's somehow ahead of Michigan, which I really think that it should be, I really think that it should probably be Georgia, OU, probably Michigan, and then Cincinnati. Or maybe OU and Georgia Switch. I don't know. I really don't. Not in particular order, but I mean, I guess that today deserves the playoff spot as of right now. I don't know. I, I'm kind of waiting for the Cincinnati and SNU game. I'm just hoping SNU still ranks when they play. Not really show us what's going on there. Alabama, of course, beating Alabama. Back to their old standards, beating Mississippi State 49-9. And that's about recaps this week. Boy, and there's really no big games this coming week. So basically, if we have a break in the craziness. Because we got, well, I mean, with Wisconsin, I mean, we expected to be really great this year. But they're not. They're three and three. They're coming in to play a Purdue team. It's ranked now because they beat Iowa. See how that game goes. Oh, and then OSU and Iowa State. Yeah, we're having Iowa State this year. Yeah, that was gonna be a big game. I was gonna enjoy that. Probably not now. I mean, well, OSU really hadn't been that impressive on offense. So we'll see how that game goes. Clemson. Okay. Dabo, where'd you been this year? H how you got a ACC teams rank higher than you now? 
You're not ranked. You're coming in to play Pittsburgh. You're now ranked now. I'm 23. Gonna be a good game. And really, my game of the week, number 22, San Diego State and Air Force. Which, group of five, your best game of the week? Yeah. Next Saturday is gonna be kind of a boring week. If, I mean, if there's no upsets, yeah, it's gonna be a boring week. Which, knowing this year so far, we'll probably see some upsets, unexpected upsets, that none of us would expect. That's gonna wrap it up for the Slater Report. I'll see you next week. <laughs>